spend some time with you and our co-host Shannon Peck and we are live being hosted by the Pyramid Club. Shannon, what's up? Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm so excited. Another week. Can you believe another week has passed? It oh, flies yeah. by. It flies by. It's so weird. I keep getting younger. I don't know how this works. <laughs> well, You're welcome, the one. Everyone. <laughs> welcome, everybody, today. So excited to have you. Um, those of you who are joining us for the first time, we're so excited. We hope you join us uh, every week from 12 to 1. Um, if you're a returning guest, we're so excited. Um, again, we like to be as interactive as possible. So this is your opportunity to light up that chat room, ask your questions, make your comments. This is gonna be an exciting show. It's, it's real, it's relevant. I think you're gonna have tons of questions. The hour's gonna fly by. Um, and if you like the show, don't forget to invite your friends and we'll get that invite out to them as well. So uh, Dr. James, I'm ready. I don't know about you. Buckled up, buckled up, ready to rock and roll. Our guest is a young lady who I met earlier this year while I was hosting a, uh, a Zoom show and the focus was on talking about how the country, the society, how we can bounce back from all the racial civil unrest and the National Speakers Association, the Philadelphia chapter hosted it and we had several panelists and I, again, I was the host but our guest was one of the folks out in the audience and followed up with me afterwards. And we've been talking ever since. She is phenomenal. I'll read exactly what's on the bio from a title standpoint. But once she comes on, we'll get a little deeper. She's an author. She's a media personality. She's a motivational speaker and a bounce back, a bounce back expert. I know you're going to join me by giving her a warm round of applause from wherever you're sitting. Let's bring in Lisa BN. What's up, Lisa? Hey, good morning. Oh my God. I was cracking up when Shannon was like, I don't know, I just keep getting younger. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I wish that would happen for me too. <laughs> wow. How are you today? I am doing great. It's fall. Like fall is my favorite season. I'm like every day I look out my window, I'm like, it's just I'm happy. I'm happy it's fall. I'm, I'm, you said it's your favorite season. What makes it your favorite season? Oh my God! So um, football, number one. I'm I'm blessed with two boys. So it's interesting when you read my when you read my bio. I'm always like, I forgot my kids. <laughs> two great boys, and they're like my life. So it's football. It's about family. It's a it's time, and Thanksgiving's just around the corner. It just it's a feel good time of year. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, thank you for making time on your schedule to spend time with us. Um, I read a little bit about your bio, your title, some of the things you're doing, but in your own words, mm -hmm. who is, I say Lisa B, but everyone else Lisa B, and who is Lisa B? To give us a look into the person you are. That's a great question. And actually, I was um, asked the same question 
similar yesterday. You know, I'm always going to be the girl born and raised in Northeast Philadelphia. Um, I'm, I, I consider myself like the girl next door, right? So everybody has that friend that wants to help them get through some stuff and, and the, the friend that's always going to motivate them. But I wasn't um, always like that. You know, I was ridiculed thinking my, I grew up my whole life thinking I wasn't good enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't smart enough. Like I wasn't just like, I'm not pretty enough. I got the whole thing, you know, like everybody on this call is shaking their head because they're like, oh yeah, I didn't think I was good enough or smart enough. We all grow up with that. Many of us are fortunate enough that we, we learn it at a younger age and we, and we flourish, but still in all, we still have it. It's kind of like, you know, you're the house and the foundation was built and then these curtains are put on and then sometimes you look at the curtains and you're like, I don't know if I really like those curtains anymore. It's kind of like, I don't really know if I'm that person anymore. So I am just a girl in the Northeast that wants to make a difference and make an impact. And um, by teaching at Temple University, go Owls, for many years, um, yeah, right? God, God has to do a shout out to the Owls. I just believe that a teacher, I had a professor that changed my life and I've been blessed with supportive mentors and people who have come into my life and have kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said like you're loved you are good enough and I actually had to teach myself how to believe that I was pretty enough and just before we started today I looked in the mirror and I was like oh you look good today so (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it at least there are a number of people who would just describe this year as a, I can't wait till it's over. There are people who have Corona blessings because gifts have come into their life. Their, their life has changed, their business has changed. How about you? How has this year been for you? And how have you been able to maintain that smile, that energy, that passion that you always bring to every conversation that we have? Another great question. So when it first happened, I was when 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 the when the pandemic. You know, I work for Acuity Healthcare, um, nine to five full time. So I was so immersed in work. You know, we were doing twelve hour days, thirteen hour days. We were really busy and 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 worried about getting PPE and taking care of our employee owners. But um, what I was trying to do was maintain a level of positivity um, for everybody. And then I actually started to feel guilty, to be honest with you, because I had this guilt set in and I was talking to one of my friends and I said, you know, I haven't lost my job, but I know what it's like to lose a job because I lost my job. You know, I had to declare personal bankruptcy all at the same time. So I understand that fear. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Okay, Um, (laughs) I haven't had anybody, I mean, I've had friends, very dear friend of mine who did get COVID. I have had people who got sick but nobody in my family, thank God, you know? So I was starting to feel guilty because I'm so you know, sad about what the country's faced and all these people who are, are losing loved ones. I was feeling a little bit of guilt. And then this woman said to me, you've had so much adversity in your life at a time when maybe they didn't. So you don't have to feel guilty for, for for not having the adversity right now, use your use you, be the light, shed the light. So I always try to be that light and try to remind people. And I try to remind people that you know there is light through darkness. But I am proof, you know. So um, I 
you know, I was doing um, Facebook Lives. It was interesting. I was doing Facebook Lives in the beginning. And I was trying to maintain a level of positivity for everybody because I believe in positivity. I think it's contagious. And somebody called me and said, stop being so positive. We don't want to hear how positive you can be. And it knocked me a little bit. You know, it, it made me question myself. And I really wasn't enjoying them anyway. So what I did is it stopped and thought, you know, is this something I want to continue? What 2020 has done for me has given me many more gifts for me, Lisa BN personally, right? And I even feel bad saying that I'm blessed. I have a full-time job that I love and enjoy. I get to do my motivational speaking. I've been spending more and more time with my 16 year old who's gonna go off to college in a year and a half. He's been the greatest quarantine partner I could ever ask for. I've gotten to do things that I've been saying I want to do. So I built, a, I built a Zen garden. I always wanted to have a Zen garden. So now I have this beautiful Zen garden in the back that my fiance and my son helped me. And I have this big Buddha. I love Buddha. I have a Buddha in every room in my house. I've made banana bread. And I, you know, it's funny because my one friend said, I'm so tired of everybody bragging that they made banana bread. And I said, it's people are excited because they're doing things they haven't done before. So I went camping. Oh my God, I went camping two weekends ago. I slept in a tent for two nights. Like I am doing things and pushing myself to do things that I would never have done. Now it's not, and you know, I gotta say, I'm just loving the, the slower pace of life. Yeah, yeah. I really love the slower pace of life and I'm taking it all in and there's a reason that everything happens. And I keep telling myself, you know, this is a time for God is to stop. I'm very spiritual and I believe in God and I, I believe that this is, this, is, this is trying to show us to be better people. In, in, in so many ways. We can't even begin to really cover all the ways that sure, two, sure. Two, two, you know, this year is helping us learn and grow. I'm feeling all this light, all this energy, but based on what I've read and what I've learned and what you share with people, mm -hmm. it hasn't always been this sunny outside. Can you talk to us a little bit about what happened in mm -hmm. your life and how it led to you developing your bounce back expertise. Oh, I would love to. Yes, it hasn't always been sunny, but I think I've always had a big personality. So I think you take the sunny and the big and it combines into a, a bigger personality. Um, well, I, I've always been a really reflective person my whole life. A conversation I would leave with a friend, I would say, how could, that have, how, how could I have done that better? Um, I remember after my very first marriage, you know, I was married and divorced twice. After my first marriage, the day after I got married, like I, you know, you wake up from your, you wake up after your wedding day, you're supposed to be joyous and happy. And I'm so excited. And I remember feeling like, oh my God, the prison gels. Uh, oh, <laughs> like I was like, what did I do? Right? I, I was still asleep. <laughs> I was like, what did I do? And then, and then, um, that marriage really, at, at that point in time, through that marriage not working out and then having a child through that, I realized that I was making decisions based on this person that didn't really trust herself and like herself. And I remember looking back and thinking, 
I, I always, I never thought I was the pretty girl. And I always tried, my whole life I tried to fit in, to be part of a, you know, be part of the cool kids or the good crowd and that didn't work. So yeah, I, I, so how did it happen? I think it happened after life kicked me in the butt. Oh, excuse me, sorry, second time. Um, you know, after my second divorce, I, if I, all in one month, I had to declare personal bankruptcy. I lost my job. This is all in one month. And it, it really pushed me to a point where I had to stop. What I say, get off the treadmill of life, you know, and I had to get off that treadmill of life and I had to look and I had to grow and I got myself a really good therapist and I'm a big believer in therapy. Um, I think that for many years, people thought, you know, therapy is a weakness. It's not, I think it's a strength. I always say, you know, I spend a lot of money on my hair color to look good on the outside. So why would I not spend a lot of money on therapy to make sure that I feel good on the inside? It's really, really mm -hmm. important. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, through all that adversity kicking me in, you know, just at one time and it was like 2007 and that was a scary time. The economy wasn't doing well. So, um, I just really had to take a look at me and go inward. How often do you reflect on that and consider how far you've come? Is that something that's the way it used to be, the way it was, and your focus is forward? Or are there times where you, wow, I've really done it. I've really moved on. I'm not the person who I used you know to be. What? This is why I love you. One of the reasons I love you, because you always you seem like you know exactly what to ask me. Um, so I wish I did more of that. Well, I've moved, you know, look at, I don't do a lot of that because I feel like I haven't, I still feel like I have so much more to do. So I think I'm still in, I'm always in the moment of this is a wonderful life. I'm incredibly blessed. I'm, I've never been, I've never felt such peace with myself before probably the last 10 years has been the most peaceful time of my life sometimes i get a little like i guess sad if you are you know reflective about the past that i wish i would have really been able to 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 see who i really was and that i didn't listen to who i thought the world told us i was so that's why i'm a big and i think that that's why working at um Temple and Rowan University is a wonderful outlet for me because I have that opportunity to be the person that can tap on someone's you know shoulder. And when I do a speaking engagement, again, tap on the, you know someone's shoulder and 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 say to them, you, you know, you are awesome. You're awesome in all your awesomeness, but you just got to work on some things. Like, what do you want your life to look like? And have people truly believe that we have the power to actually to create the life. And it's funny because I think it was like last year I was writing my bio or whatever and I've said, well, I wanna say that I'm a national motivational speaker. And someone said, well, you are, you travel all over the country. And I'm like, oh, right. Like it, it was like the bell went off, you know? And then the other day someone said, well, you're a TV personality. And I'm like, I am? Like, like I'm, just, I'm just, again, if we go back to your first question, I will always be Lisa who feels like she's been here I'm here with a message and a mission to help people see that, that, that we have the power within ourselves to create the life that we want, but it all starts with ourselves. Well, let's focus on that message 
in that mission. I normally I did my homework. I jotted down a few questions specifically for my research. And the first one is, what do you mean when you say be a leader in your own life? So where does lead right? So right. So where does leadership start? Right. Usually when we hear the word leadership, what do we think of? We think of professional world. You know, we think of you know, a CEO or, a, you know, or a political figure, you know, we think of unreachable people. But if you think, and you ask people sometimes, like, who, who do you admire as a leader? They not, very rarely do they say their mother or their father, but the mother and the father is just, is, is leadership. So leadership to me is like raising children, right? You're setting the tone, you're, you're creating the bar, you're, you're, you know, you're, 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 your self-development, so everything about leadership starts with you. Right. Whether you're a CEO, a mom, whatever, you are the, the, the leader in your home, but you, got, you have to be the leader in your life. So we spend a lot of time as, you, as people trying to impress people with our resume and our bio, and I got this degree and I got that degree. So I always ask people when, I always ask people that, when they are considering who they are to develop a personal resume. So take your childhood years and then take your teen years and, and look at your life and look at meaningful events that happened. Who were the people in your life? How did they impact your life? What's your goals? What's your mission? Like look at it like almost like a business. And that's what I had to do. I had to start looking at myself, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I believe? Because I, my father, when I, when I was two years old, my dad left and he, that, that, that abandonment just stayed with me. You know, I wish I could say, oh, snap your fingers and it goes away. It doesn't go away. So after that, I guess I felt like I wasn't good enough. So if a man would say, you know, hello to me or whatever, I would be like, oh yes, I'll go out with you. I'll go out with you. <laughs> And so one day, my, my therapist said to me, I'll never forget, what do you look for when you date somebody? I couldn't answer that question. At that moment and that time, I couldn't answer that question because it was like, well, if he's good looking and he's, you know, and if he's got a good body and he's smart, you know what I mean? And he likes football. Like that was the criteria. To date me, right? So I had to come up with these core values. And then through that development, through the coming up with the core values for what I wanted in a relationship with a man, I started to look at my values of relationship of, with, with people, with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues. And then I started to think, who am I? What do I represent? How do I communicate? How do I support others? How do I, you know, and on and on it goes. So you have to be very clear about who you are. How can you be a leader if you, if, if you are not clear about who you are? A lot of that I agree with. I still want to know, how do audiences receive that message? And if you do get pushback, what's typically the pushback? Because what you're saying is right on point. Um, most, I will say most of my audiences are really excited when I say that, because it's kind of, sometimes it's an aha moment. Mm. You know, sometimes it's, well, yeah, they've been doing that, but maybe they didn't think about, you know, this this relationship or that relationship like i give examples when i speak you know we all have that you know one example i always use is we all have that one friend that 
constantly calls and complains and whatever, you know, how do you react to that person? Are you giving, are you showing them empathy? You know, I, I, I talk about thinking, I think it's a, I think people, it's well received. Right. It's well received, but sometimes it's brand new to people. Sometimes it's brand new, like, wow, I didn't think of that. You know, what's your core values as a human being, right? Yeah. What do you stand for when you're at work? Are you going to tolerate this? I, I find that some of my audiences, people will share that they're waiting for leadership. They're waiting to be empowered. I'm reminded of the times I've asked the question. And I, and I pose it like this. Think about your career. Think about your, your boss, your leader. Mm -hmm. Who has more control over your career, your destiny? Destiny, A, you, B, your manager, your leader. And invariably, it's like 50-50 of people believing that it is the boss, it is the leader, it is the manager who has more control over his or her destiny or career. And what you're saying is, no, 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 hashtag look inside. Absolutely, absolutely, I'm saying hashtag look inside. I had a a friend that was changing jobs every six months for two years and I finally you know she called me and asked me for advice and I that was the advice I gave her look inside like what is it that you're not doing when you're going on the interview process what is it you're really looking for you know when things aren't working I always say the first person to check is the person that you look you know look in the mirror and then once you can truly identify all right you know go through all these steps and, and it's still not working then, then you have to figure out what's next. But I always, I, I had a colleague once she disagreed with me. I'll never forget, she said, I don't believe that at all. She's like, I believe it's always them. Like her perspective was anything that goes wrong is not, she takes no responsibility. And I am, <laughs> excuse me, I am all about personal responsibility, self-reflection and being very mindful of who you are. And you know, sometimes we say or do things that we think are coming across that right. way, but it's not right either. You know, we have to really think about what what is it we are doing? What are we saying? But I'm I'm a hundred percent all about personal responsibility in life and in work. I think when Shannon comes on, she's going to agree with you with that. So she's about personal responsibility as well. Shannon, what's happening in the chat room, or do you have any questions for Lisa? She's going to roll. I do. I have, I have a question for Lisa, but Lisa, you should know that folks are in agreement that they love fall, but not as much as an agreement of how good you look today. So I'm just saying. So, <laughs> so just what? Saying, <laughs> you have it going on. So that's what they're saying. Listen, I, I just read the chats. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> folks are also great. <laughs> there is light through darkness. And, um, and, and they're also in agreement that, you know, this is a time to reflect and also an opportunity to do things that they haven't done before. But one of the questions is, you know, what three things would you tell somebody if they just fell down in life and they need to get back up and reset? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. But I, I actually have four things that I would tell them to do. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing the page. I need an extra notebook. Well, it's if you read my book, my book is I have four steps. It's called the four the four gets. And I think the first thing is we need to get clarity and like what's going on. 
write it down. I always say write everything down. I am. I love to write. When we write, we read it. It's just very therapeutic. It's right in the morning, right at night. But first of all, get clarity what's going on. So let's just take an example for me. I, I had a second divorce. It wasn't working. I had to get clarity what was happening here. Then the next one is get real. And what that means is why. Why is this happening? Why did, what, what, you know, what's your why? What is going on here? And I had to take some personal responsibility. That for me is the time when you have to look at why did this happen? What control did I have in this situation or what control did I not have in this situation, right? And then what do you really want for your, you look like you want to ask a question. I was going to say, is, is there a time period from getting clarity and determining the why? I mean, but sometimes we'll stay in that period for a long time because we can't get it or stuff, self-limiting beliefs is blocking or blocking our. So yeah, there's a lot of things that you can do when you get clarity, you know, again, this, this to get clarity, to understand who you are, to get to know who you are, you can do surveys with your friends and things. There's lots of exercises that you can do, but I'm walking you through the, the highbrow, the four steps. And you know what? I, I don't really believe in a time period. That's like saying for somebody, you know, is there a time period for grief? You know, everyone grieves and deals with grief on their own. So I'm a big believer in working through this process. And you know what, Jim? They're going to go through these steps at their own speed. And then when they get frustrated that they're not moving forward fast enough, believe me, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna excel moving forward you know and again it's it's our mind you know so you have to get real what's happening you know for if you're trying to lose weight and you, you say all the time well, i'm trying to lose weight i'm trying to lose weight but you have to look at your behavior what actions are you taking you can talk about wanting to lose weight then you step on the scale and you're like wait the scale hasn't moved what actions have you taken right like and then we eat and breathe we, eat, we live by the scale the scale says we're heavy, don't have a bad day, right? So the one is to get clarity. What's going on here? It's number one, the second, I'm sorry, is to get real, right? What's your personal responsibility in this situation? The third is get vision. Like, what do you want your life to look like? Mm. Create your life. And you and I both know this. When you start to look at, when you start to look at um, what you want and you picture it, it happens, right? What we think we become. I know that sounds, it sounds so easy, but it's true what you think you become and, and then get going. So what actions are you willing to take to change your behavior? And so I also do this thing, I, I, I ask people if they wanna do this, to write down the event, something that happened, right? Something happens in your life, write the event down. Then write the word thoughts. What were the thoughts that, that came to your head during that event? Then write the word feels. How did that event make you feel? Right? So you have the event, you had an argument with somebody, what were your thoughts? How did it make you feel? And then what action, what action can you take to change your behavior? What is it you need to change your behavior? Because a lot of people, let's face it, we emotionally eat, right? So you have a bad call with a colleague. That's the event. Your thoughts oh, makes you feel like you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, whatever. 
or how does it make, or you feel like I can't do this. I can't get along with this person. Then it makes you feel like you're not good enough. So what do you do? You go and eat. So then you're wondering why you, why you're an emotional eater. But if you write this down, event, thoughts, action, what's your plan? It's very clear to see so-and-so upset me. I ran to the cabinet, but you have to untrain your mind. We have to untrain our minds because our minds are, have trained us that when we get upset, we want that candy bar or the Doritos or whatever it is, but that's not it. That's not always the case. You have to untrain your mind. You have to believe that you want this so bad. I knew I wanted a better life. I knew I wanted a healthy relationship. I knew I wanted to stop looking at other people and saying, oh, that person's prettier than me, or this person's smarter than me. I just wanted to be Lisa and be happy and content with Lisa. All my good and all my stuff I'm still working on. Because the stuff we're still working on, we're going to work on for the rest of our life. But we're just aware that we have this stuff. Why do we make this so difficult? People like to hold on to the negativity, forecasting failure. It's not going to work. They're not going to choose me. This is how it's just supposed to be. This is my story. Well, I think that nobody really gives us permission to change our story. And that's what I say. That's what I'm all about. Change your story. You get to change your story. You want to live in the well with me? You have an option. You can change it. I mean, I'm not saying, listen, the four steps are not easy. Right? In my books, I write about change and personal growth is not easy. It's, it's hard work. And, and when I first wrote my first book, someone said, stop, take the word hard out. I don't want people to know it's hard. And I said, it is hard because we all think that there is a secret. The book, The Secret came out, right? And the sales hit the roof because what people thought there was a secret. There's not a secret. It's called, it's called hard work. It's called identifying and being real with what, what's, what's making you think this way. And you get to undo whatever you want. I know, you know what I mean? You get to undo whatever you want. So, and, and you get to question what you think all the time. It's not written in stone that this is how you have to be. I, I want to know how you manage, juggle all this. I know author, media personality, full-time job. You're also, you know, you, you speak. I wrote down, as a single mom, you have a lot on your plate, so you know what it means to juggle a lot. Today, women are juggling more than ever before. What advice can you offer to listeners uh, during this pandemic in light of what you just said about your four steps? So is there a connection there? Yeah. Well, yeah, number one, I, 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 say, I can't say this enough. Self-care, self-care, self-care. You know, people hear the word self-care and they think sometimes it's an option. Oh, I'll get to self-care when I get to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I believe, and my mom used to say this to me all the time, if you don't take care of yourself, nobody else is going to do it for you. So I live and breathe according to that. Um, so I make time in the morning for myself. I'm a morning person, Jim. So when people ask me like, how do you do what you do? I'm like, I'm up at five, 5.30 every single morning because I love those hours to get work done. And I do my best thinking. Don't call me after three in the afternoon. <laughs> Not my best, but um, 
I, you know what? I, I'm not a big TV watcher, so I managed to, um, you know, fit, I, I managed to do what you were asking me about being busy. I managed to do what I do um, just by not watching TV and, and balance. And there's no such thing as perfect balance. So anyone who's listening, please remember this. Take the monkey off your back or that idea that there's a perfect sense of balance. There's not. There's going to be times in your life where it's 90% work and 10% family or vice versa. Um, I think we put unrealistic expectations and beliefs on ourselves that we have to be the perfect mom, the perfect this, the perfect that. So I think we need to just really identify who we are. Once we know who we are and, and you know, we can really reflect back and taking that time to self-care for ourselves, whether it's you know, sleeping the extra hour that you need or meditating or doing yoga, um, really looking at, again, it's looking at your behaviors and are your behaviors healthy for you? Are your behaviors working for you? You know, um, it's funny, I've been having all these conversations with a lot of women and they're enjoying this time, you know, working at home and they're saying how much they're getting so much more done. So, and it's about balance, you know, in the beginning we, I was working 12 hour days, like I said, for acuity, we were nonstop. And there's time where you have to say, you know, enough. So during, um, now I, I end my day, when I end my day, I do something for me, whether it's a walk or I go to the gym, I do something nice to reward me for just doing it, doing a day. Well, you know, I've done a lot of research on authenticity, self-knowledge, self-regulation, being true to oneself. How does that play a role in the bounce back and the getting real, getting clarity where you are really honing in on being the person who you want to be, not the person that society says you should be? Any thoughts on how authenticity? Um, yes, that, I think authenticity comes through all those steps, right? So once you really get clear, you know, once you really get clarity, for example, the, the weight, I want to lose weight, but I'm not losing weight. Well, why do you want to lose weight? You want to lose weight because you're comparing yourself to others or you want to lose weight because it's going to be good for you. I think it's always looking inside, like, how is this going to impact? How is this for me? How do I really feel about it? You have to get real. Like, that's why I say to get real because you got to be real. Like, are you trying to lose weight because you're just trying to get in a nice dress for the, for, you know, New Year's Eve party? Or are you trying to create a lifestyle? So all these questions, and when you say it takes time, it's also about digging deep and being being real with yourself. If you can't be real with yourself and honest with yourself, I don't know who else you can, you know, and, and that's what this is about too. It's about taking off our layers. It's like an onion. We peel back the layers that we've put on there as our protective shell, right? So I could not foundationally create a healthy relationship with a man because I had put on so many layers to protect my heart because my father left. I felt abandonment. I felt that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't loved. I wasn't capable of being honest and vulnerable. But once I started to rip that down and look at what I really wanted and then identified what it really took, you know, it's like, if you want to learn a new, if you want to learn anything, it's at the finger at your fingertip. You, you go and Google how to love myself. There's all these things that you can do. You can take that step today if you want to, you know, but A, you have to be willing to do it. And then the authenticity comes through doing all these steps, but it's about 
do I really like to fish? Like my first ex-husband noticed, I said first, my first ex-husband loved to fish. And I went fishing with him. And all of a sudden it was like, I love to fish. I didn't really love to fish. I wanted to fish because I wanted him to love me. So you have to look and see, what are we really doing and why are we really doing this? I think the nugget in that is the why. Oftentimes we have goals, like you said. But I believe the why is probably as significant or more significant than the goal itself. Mm -hmm. When I do goal setting like you, what's the goal, what's the why? And then I move into what is life going to be like for you if you do obtain it? And what might it be like for you if, if you, you don't. don't obtain it? And yep. what are you willing to do? Or essentially, how bad do you want it? Any thoughts on that? Oh, well, I live according to that. <laughs> I live and breathe that every day. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I want in my life that, you know, where I'm not right now. So I think about that a lot that, you know, I think about that a lot about, you know, do I want to continue to try to become that nationally known, recognized, you know, speaker, or do I just want to continue where I am? But status quo is great, but it's not where I want to be. Right. So, yeah, I think, well, I could continue, I could give up. I could just be doing what I'm doing now. I've, I've done, I'm, you know, I've written the three books. I've having some good TV shows out there that people can listen to and watch and hear. I've done some nice things, some good things, but I want to do great things. I want to do phenomenal things. So that is why, that is my why. My why is because I want to make a difference. I want to be, I want to make a difference in the world. I want to help people. I want to, I especially want to help people understand that you can change your life any day of the week. You have to be willing and commit to it. Choice. It's, a choice. it's a choice. I know Shannon has had some bounce back moments in her life. I'm not sure if she's ready to share one or bring the chat room in the house, but Shannon, what's going on? Well, the ball might not ever stop bouncing. We only have it. It's an only an hour show. So I'm going to go to the chat room. <laughs> so a couple, <laughs> couple comments for you, Lisa. And then I have a really great question out there, but, um, Folks are saying going outside for a walk at the end of the day of a long work day helps them bounce back from a stressful work day. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes all it takes is five minutes. Pick something you want to change and commit to a small amount of it at a time every day and build on the momentum. Also, um, someone who says, you know, we control our time by not giving it away. Yes, um, that's a great point. Time management works. I don't know about you when he says, um, setting limits it's very interesting because i think as people we have a hard time setting boundaries um i'm a i'm a tough person with boundaries before i know it it's like this wide abyss and i don't know how i got there and i'm drowning um <laughs> just saying um but i do have a question for you and it's a really good question um all of our questions are good but this is very interesting what about the youth whose lives are controlled by parents or caregivers um you know, how do they stake that self-care and that claim for themselves as wanting to do better when they're a youth? So, you know, you've got the parental caregiver fact, and how does that kind of marry together with what you do? So there's two things that you said I want to come back to. So I answered that question, but then I want to talk about boundaries because I think that's a great, that's a great discussion as well. And I had to teach myself how to have healthy boundaries, but the youth, what I say, 
the whole, everything I do started because I wanted to do this for the youth. I wanted to do this for the college age, the high school age kids. That's the time we need to get them. So my, I, this is what we do as a society. And please, I'm not saying it's bad, but I feel like it needs to be enhanced or tweaked a little bit. Mom and dad, they, you know, mom, dad, whoever you're being raised by, they try their best, right? Go to college, you're gonna get a good job. You're gonna, you know, I was told you're gonna go to college, go to school, it's the end. You know, you're, you're gonna get a good job, then you're gonna get married, you're gonna live happily ever after. Well, we know all that, how that happened for me, okay? It happened that way, but anyway, so the, so, the kids is where we need to start. In elementary school, we need to start teaching these how to have the tough conversations. We need to start talking to kids about what's really going on. Who are you really? Who, how do you feel when someone says this to you? We need to teach kids more than just reading, writing, math. You know, we need to teach kids self-love. It's our job as parents, as teachers, to teach these kids how to love who they are and get to know who they are and the toughest one is get to know who they are and love who they are and find all their goodness and all their awesomeness off of social media. Yeah. So you really need to manage. Parents today have a tough job. We have a tough job because you got to manage, you know, you're trying to work at home. You want to, you know, the computer's the, the, the greatest babysitter now, right? Probably for some. And there's social media and they're always comparing themselves. You know, I just watched The Social Dilemma the other day. It's really scary. And and we have to pay attention to the messages that our kids, we have, to have the, we have to have the conversations with our kids too. It's not just how was your day? How did you feel today? You know, yeah. did somebody make fun? I'll ask questions to my kids like, did someone make fun of you? Did anybody tease you? Did anyone try to bully you? Did anyone offer you any drugs? My son's in high school. Did anyone offer you any drugs? And we talk about it. He'll say, well, I went into the the bathroom and you know someone is doing drugs i'm like what it's like yeah everyone knows that that bathroom i'm like what but you know you got to have these conversations and you it's just like jim and i have been having all these conversations about inclusion and diversity tough conversations to have they're the ones that matter we yeah, talk yeah. to our kids about what 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 do you want to major in when you go to college figure out your dream but how much time do we spend on our kids teaching them how to love who they are, get to know who they are. And it's okay if they're the kid that wants to stay home and read a book. I had a kid, my son is 26 years old, he's a genius. But when he was little, he was growing up, he was always wanted to stay home and read a book. And I'd be like in my head, why does he want to go out? Why does he have a social life? Oh yeah, like I, I put the pressure on me. And then finally I said, whoa, sister, he likes to read. He's an intellect, let him be. And to this day, you'll still find him at home, curled up with his dog, or, you know, and, and a good book. So I think it's about recognizing that our children are people. Like, I think sometimes our, as parents, we think of our children as like, we have to tell them what to do. We forget we have to help them grow and, and flourish and help them manage through the difficult times of life. Yeah, and you know what is, you were able to talk to your child who was more of an introvert, which was harder for you to relate to because you're an extrovert, right? And so do you find that it's going to be difficult for us, and I imagine most of your audience are people like myself and folks who have joined in today that do struggle um, as grown adults with self-love and self-care and trusting themselves. So we, want to be able to give those tools and that advice to our children yet we we have a problem demonstrating that within ourselves so i think 
you know, it's easier for us when we have a strength, like for me, I'm like you, I'm outgoing, right? So if I had an introverted child, I would have a more difficult time kind of talking into their life. Or like for right now, I have a 15 year old daughter. If I'm struggling with self-love and I'm struggling with trusting myself, I think as a parent, it would be really hard for me to try to even investigate and get into those crevices of her life when me myself am trying to identify that for the first time at my age. So use that as energy to jumpstart what you want to do and find, go on your journey. When I do my speaking engagements, I always ask people to go on their journey. And that was why one of the reasons I went on my journey, because I had two kids, they were watching, they were watching. It was the second divorce. It was personal bankruptcy. There were so many things that, that, that were just happening to me, events, you know, they were happening, you know, I take full responsibility, but it was happening. And I had to learn how to bounce back. I had to learn how to live a healthy life. But, but my job as a mom, my, my job as a mom is to, was to become a better person so that I could serve them better. So I could teach them and help them grow and let them know that they are loved. My greatest pain was not feeling that I was loved, Shannon. And I swore from the minute I had my children that they would always know that they were loved. And then it had to go the next step and the next step. I just never stop. And even to this day, I mean, we have conversations still. And sometimes, listen, I still have tough conversations with my son. Um, he, he, I just bought him a car, right? He's, he's, he's going to be 17. He's going to be driving soon. And I found myself having this conversation with him in the car, like, you better appreciate this. Like when I was a kid, my dad just gave me a car and I was happy it was a car and I didn't care what color it was. And I thought, whoo, sister, where did this come from? And it was, it, and I had to identify, had to get clarity. Well, it was coming from a place of me not feeling like he was appreciating. And we had, we sat down and we had a conversation and I said, I don't think you have a good sense of financial responsibility. So now I realize that I need to start working with him on financial responsibility. So I'm going to sit down with him and say, here's the Excel spreadsheet, here's money in, here's money out. You know, it's not an endless flow and there's not a tree in the backyard that I can go pick every time you need something. So, um, and I apologize for the behavior that I expressed and exhibited to him, the frustration that I was feeling. And he then, you know, we had a great conversation. I'm always, I'm just because, you know, we say a word, I could say, we say the word like dog and we all think we picture a dog, but I could say the word happy and we all have a, a different picture of what that looks like. So I try to be very mindful of the words that I'm using, especially when I'm having conversations with the people that I love the most and get clarity. And I think getting clarity is really important in any relationship. So any of these steps can really work in all in all aspects of all of your life i love it all right thank you thank you lisa considering we're we're living and working in a new day people call it unprecedented or it's it's being it's just so disruptive do your steps or not do how do your steps, your approach to bouncing back, how do they go in with or go along with or, or as we consider what we're dealing with now, should we 
change them? Should we accelerate them? Or are they timeless? Are your bounce back steps, how, how impactful are they are for some of the nuances we're dealing with today? Well, it's funny, when I wrote the book, good, great question, when I wrote the book, um, I was talking to a friend and she was like, oh, that was easy, four steps to change your life. And I was like, well, when I wrote the book, everybody wanted, you know, everybody kept saying, you have to give people steps. People want steps. So it's still fluid. It's still, it's, it's universal. You have to, to, to get, you have to know what's going on, right? So that's clarity. You have to know what's happening, right? And then you have to get real, like what can you can control? What can't you can control? Um, you know, a, a young woman lost her job early on. She got furloughed and then she got, lost her job because of COVID. And I called her and, she, and I said, okay, so let's, let's talk about what it is you want. You want to go back to the same type of job, like structure it. So this is just like a structure to help you set, to get, it's almost like an outline. When you do a great presentation, you outline your presentation. So number one is get clarity. What's going on? Number two is get real. What is it, you know, you really want? What is your responsibility in this? Like, did you lose your job because you really weren't a good worker or did you lose your job because of COVID, right? And then get vision. What do you want? Where do you see yourself? And, and then, you know, get going. And, and that is make an action plan. When you're, the, 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 the tough, they're all tough steps, but they're all really good. It's just helping you outline and get clarity in, in what's happening. Get going means like, Create the plan. How are you going to get there? I know what I need, for example, for my pro professional career. So I know that I need to take X, Y, and Z steps. So I am taking X, Y, and Z steps. And I said before, you know, everything we need is on the internet these days. So if you want to create a business, uh, you know, go online and how to start a business. And if you want to get an expert, people love to share information. People absolutely love to share information. So call somebody who you admire and, and is in business and say, you know what, I'm thinking about starting a business. This is what I want to do. So I think it's it's about really, it's about getting clear. So I think these are universal, get clear on what you want. But when you're making a plan for what it is and how you're going to get there, think about the resources that you have in your toolbox and the resources that you don't. And then use the resources that you have. And the ones that you don't, don't be afraid to call somebody and ask them a question. Because guess what? I bet you all 25 people on this on this call right now, if you called them and said, are you willing to volunteer and give, give, give information away to help somebody be better? They would say yes, because that's what we are here for. That is the common good. And that's why we all strive to be who we are, to help each other and support each other during this time. In your books, when you're teaching for Rowan, teaching for Temple, when you're doing your motivational speaking, you're nine to five, you're eight to late. You've talked a lot about your evolution. What does Lisa being 3.0 look like? Or what do you want her to look like? Let, let's get into your, your future, your tomorrow. I know oh. things you've been talking about that you want to do more of. Can you share with us? So my future is, is that I'm going to lose 50 pounds. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> I actually hired a nutritionist, which I did not add. I hired a nutritionist during this uh, time period because I, I said that I was not going to gain COVID-15 because I gained, you know, the freshman 15 when I went to college. So I, I swore. So I'm learning to eat healthier and I've lost weight. So I'm very happy about that. What, you know what, I want to, I want 
what I have and what I feel in my heart to just grow a little bit more. Um, I want to be, I want to stop convincing myself that I don't know what I need to do next. I think I've, I've convinced myself a little bit like, okay, well, you have this platform, you have good books and, you know, and you have a TV show, but you're, you're, you're not getting a lot of speaking engagements, you know, and I, and I, and so I've done that to myself. I've recognized that because it was like an aha moment. I was like, you know, it's not, and it does seem like there's this big secret. Maybe you'll tell me the secret sauce, but there's definitely seems like there's a secret sauce to, you know, getting booked and everyone says, oh, just make calls. It's easy, you know, but um, so I see me getting more speaking engagements. I see me on a big stage, a big, big, big stage one day in front of a lot of people and saying, you know, like, are we going to get going, you know, and going through all my four gets and the bounce back plan and sharing funny stories, you know, I did stand up comedy for a while and, um, and just keeping it real about, you know, life is not, I think that I grew up in a fantasy world a little bit. Like I grew up my not fantasy world and such like my mom worked blue collar neighborhood. My mom worked, my dad worked two jobs, but, um, I think we just got to be honest with each other. Nothing comes easy. You know, you got to keep working. We talked about that a little earlier. You got to keep working and pursue your dreams or you can stop. Well, I'm not stopping, but at the same time, I'm keeping the eye on my family and my children, and I want to make sure that I'm always there. And, and and I'm working on, I'm working on becoming a better listener because mm -hmm. I admit that as busy as I am, I tend to, um, at the end of the day, I'm multitasking. You know, I'm checking email on my phone, whatever. So my goal, you know, we just celebrated the Jewish New Year, and one of my goals is to be more mindful and, and, and kinder to the folks that I'm talking to and giving them my undivided attention because attention is the greatest, you know, gift that we can give to each other. So I'm just trying to be more mindful of that. And, you know, it's very easy to slip into the habit of, you know, text messaging during dinner, you know, things like that. Little things like that can really, they can fracture a relationship because then someone really thinks that, that they're not important enough to be heard and listened to at a hundred percent. So that's, that, that's Lisa. That's what I'm working on now, today. Ask me tomorrow, maybe something else. And I'm waiting for the network to call me. Why hasn't Oprah's network called me? Other than that, I don't have very big goals and aspirations. Two thoughts prior relative to what you shared. One was, is there a magic pill or magic phenomenon to help elevate speaking or speaking career, share this with you. Historically, speakers and consultants, we've offered solutions, we've offered tools, we've offered how-tos. All that stuff on the internet. Where in the past, content was king. Content is free. Content is cheap. What could you give them that they can only receive from you and how you do it? Earlier today, you talked about those four steps and the vision, and you were so there. People could see what you were saying. So part of the beauty of getting more work and getting more engagements, can they hear, feel, and see what you're saying and how they can utilize that and like you said your why where you want them to go 
to own your website and other places. Don't just sell the tools, the steps. Sell the why and why it's significant for them and how it's going to help them improve whatever they're trying to improve. So that's well, what you me. That was great. Going <laughs> off. <laughs> but, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> I'm excited about where you're going. And I'll push you a little more on being even bigger, being even more vulnerable, stepping into that uncertainty because you are very, very powerful. I, I look forward to seeing what that looks like when you just, <laughs> here I am. Look <laughs> out. Look out. I'm going to be exhausted, but <laughs> the hard part is, is that I'm sitting right now, right? And that's, I keep, I, I have to order a stand-up desk because I love to be standing. So this is like, oh, I got to get a stand-up, but I'll be that way. If you want to push me, I promise. Get me on that stage, right? With lots of, with lots of women that I can help them, even men inspired to, to really look at who they are and, and understand that we really get to create, we get to create who our life, we do. And consider, does that stage take on different forms? Certainly one is in front of 5,000. It could be 5,000 virtually. It could be just that one person that opens up so many doors. It's expanding, expanding, expanding. Any concluding thoughts, gifts, pearls? Mm. The year is winding down. It's yes. been, like I said, it's been a year of pain for some, gain for others. We're moving into an election. We're moving into 2021 where so many people can't wait to get there. Any pearls? Last second, you've been saving them. My Little pearls are to live in gratitude as much as we think that, you know, we, we and, and my pearls are never forget how special you are to live in gratitude, to journal, to be kind to yourself. The world needs more kindness. Um, and we are living in a polarized society right now and be the person that you want to see. So, and, and think about what you're, you know, what is your behavior putting out into the universe, into the world? And it's okay to say nothing. It's absolutely okay. And I've learned that through the many years of my life that it's okay not to respond. It's okay to smile. And I think the most important thing to do is just remember to be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. We're all struggling with so many different things. Women are working from home. Men are working. Everyone's working from home, and their kids are there. And you might scream at your kid or whatever. And but apologize. But give yourself a break. Don't beat yourself up because we're all living a very human experience. We've never been here before. No one's really written a book. I've written three books, but it's still not the secret sauce. It means everybody's experience is their experience. So you can draw from different books. And if you need help and support you know, absolutely go out and get it because we don't do it alone. I didn't change my life alone. I had a lot of support along the way. I've had a lot of love, but most importantly, I had to learn how to love myself and trust myself. So if that, if I could leave, leave everybody with one nugget, it would be to just really be kind to yourself and just give yourself, give yourself a pat on the back and look at what makes you so awesome because we really are all awesome in our own way. When did you know? When did I know it was awesome? 
No, when did you know you were there relative to the self-love, the the oh my oh, love, letting go of the past, at the turning point? When I was able to engage with conversations of things that mattered to me and I wasn't holding, like I wasn't holding back, like I had the power, I was learning to say no. I was the girl, we were talking about boundaries early, Shannon. I was the girl that if you invited me to a party, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was afraid, well, if I said no, then I, want, I would lose you as a friend. Learning that it was okay to say no, learning that it was okay to change my mind about something. Just, I just really, it was just a process. I just, you know, and I still continue to grow every single day, but um, th that I think I knew, I knew when I broke up a, a relationship, that was a fairly healthy relationship with a man that I really admired and cared about deeply, but I knew that he wasn't long-term for me. And I, and I could, so I could, so I had the maturity and because I wasn't getting what I needed from that relationship, but he was a wonderful person, a wonderful man. And I wish him well. Right. But I knew that it, it wasn't what, what I needed and what I wanted. Does that make sense? Like, when you start making decisions that are good for you, when you say to yourself, this person's not working in my life anymore, I don't really, you know, want them any, I don't want them in my life, I don't need them in my life, because you're not hanging on to it because you're, you need them to make you happy. When you can be happy sitting in your house, all by yourself, reading a book, perfectly content and happy with who you are, just happy and in peace, because if COVID has taught us anything, it's that life can be taken away quicker than we ever thought that it could be. And so to live in a world in your mind that's peaceful and kind to yourself. And I think kindness to yourself is it's really important. And, and what we say to ourselves is so critical because we spend the most time with ourselves than we spend with anybody else, right? And so what we tell ourselves, we start to believe. So if we tell ourselves that we're awesome, we're gonna believe it. If we tell, you know, I'm not saying go on the go whole hog and be a narcissist, but I'm also saying that create that personal resume. Create that personal resume. Write the things that your strengths, what's your strengths? And I don't like the word weaknesses. What do you what do you want to work on? Where do you see yourself going? Who is who's meaningful in your life? Have you reached out and said to them, thank you for that impact? You know, we, we spend a lot of time. It's great. We spend, a, I know I did. I spent a lot of time building my resume. It's a pretty impressive resume, but I want to spend time building my life and creating the best life that I can. Well, you've given us tips for a life resume, not just a professional resume. And we, we thank you for bringing your, your wisdom. You fed our hearts, you fed our heads. Shannon, another phenomenal show. Uh, you've been fed today, folks. Marinate on it. Think about it. If you want to watch it again, go to the YouTube page. We're, we're putting our recordings there. But life doesn't stop. We're lifelong learners. And today, Lisa B. gave you some more tools, tips, thoughts to consider as we finish out the year and as we move into 2021. 12 o'clock, Tuesday, next week, we'll see you, bring somebody with me, bring two or three people with you. We're gonna do it all again. You have just been Jim Packer. See you later.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.